Ladies and gentlemen, hello, my name is Steve Gallegos, and this is From Story to Impact, where we talk about the stories of our lives. I thank you for giving us your time and attention to this, the official show of the Voices of Impact Awards, where we celebrate the voices that inspire humanity. And when we talk about voices, of course, we're talking about your voice, because we know you've had struggles, you've had challenges, and you've also had some really epic experiences from which you've learned some valuable lessons. And it's these lessons and experiences that can help and guide others to do better, to be better in their personal lives, in their relationships, in their careers. We all have a favorite story, this I know. Yours may be from your childhood, or it could be a story that you heard just yesterday. Stories make us laugh and cry and sing, and they inspire us to create new companies and bring much needed solutions to the world. Stories are what connect us to one another. It's how we relate to each other. Stories give meaning to our past, provide a framework for the present, and allow us to envision the future in a big, big way. So to honor and to celebrate you, we created an awards program where you can share your inspiring song or story with the world and be recognized for your contribution. Now, you don't need to be a celebrity, a social media influencer, or a published author. You don't need special credentials. You don't need money or even the right connections. You only need the courage to share your song or story with the world. And if you've never done it in public before, that's okay. We're going to guide you and mentor you to write, speak, and share your heroic story from the stage. To learn more and to apply for your chance to be a finalist and win $20,000 in cash and a book publishing contract from Morgan James Publishing, head on over to voiawards.com and register. Make this your contribution to the world. And speaking of stories, you know that book you've wanted to write, the company you wanted to start, or that big change you've been wanting to make in your life, but you just haven't found the time to do it? What if I told you that time or the lack of time is not really the problem, nor is the lack of money or having the right resources the problem. Rather, the real problem is something completely within our control, and our studio guest today is currently helping millions of people get to the heart of this. Alexandria Agresta, an Italian girl from Joyzy, <laughs> from a loud in-your-face meatball-loving family. I have been dying to introduce her that way. Her nonna, which is Italian for grandma, for those of you that don't know, must have infused those little meatballs with some super special seasonings because at four years old, our guest, while most girls were dancing around with Barbie or pumpkin patch dolls, Alexandra was claiming her desire to be a CEO and motivational speaker. Who does that at four years old? Well, Alexandra is living proof that dreams do come true. But of course, if you put in the work. At 20 years of age, while in her college dorm, she launched her own tech company and grew that to be quite successful. And that experience led her to create her current company called Purpose Pioneers, together with her partner, Thomas Waterman. Alexandria delivers her message from stages all over the world, including TEDx stages and other large, large stages. She also loves to jam out at concerts. In fact, I can imagine that when you see a video of a concert and you see a woman being crowd surfed, that's Alexandria. <laughs> she also enjoys deep, meaningful conversations about the cosmos, feminine, masculine energy, and sustainable living. This is, she's just quite a very well-rounded person and you're going to fall in love with her just like we have. Finally, she hosts a magical and life-changing event, the Thought Leadership Summit, 
twice a year, which you should definitely attend. And if you can't make it to that event, make sure to listen to this interview over and over and over again, because Alexandria is about to change your life forever. Please welcome to our stage, Alexandria Agresta. Hello, Alexandria. <laughs> oh my goodness. I knew all the stuff I put on my speaker website was going to come in handy one day because one you just utilized that to the fullest. <laughs> one day, one day. Exactly. That's why we do it. We put it out there for the world to pick up. And some people will say, bring you on a show and say, well, Alexandra, tell us about you. And we're like, yeah. screw that. It's all, it's all over. Do your research host. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I put weird, funny nuggets on there because I want people to get to know me, you know, as a human. And I think you're spot on of stories and you know, those little weird, unique nuggets about us, they really are that bridge of real connection. So I just love that you shared all the fun stuff, not just all the professional stuff. <laughs> of course, of course. And and you're so right, Alexandra, and I'm so glad to have you on the show. And Oh, and I'll let you listeners know, we're going to announce it right here, right now, that Alexandra is an official resource partner for the Voices of Impact Awards, which means when you go to the website and register, you're going to get to work with her one-on-one. -on -one. She's going to give you some free stuff, some complimentary training. And if you want to up-level your life and your career in a magical way, you get to work with her one-on-one. -on -one. And of course, you work out those details with her, but that's her availability to you. So um, thank you for that, Alexandria, for believing in us and for uh, having also the courage to step into this space because this is our first um, entree into it as well. So it's a journey yeah. for both of us. I love that. Yeah. I, I love pioneering things. You know, it's probably why we, we named our company Purpose Pioneers. Exactly. <laughs> I love going first. I love being bold. I love being courageous. So it was a, a no brainer to partner with you guys and just see where it takes all of us. I feel like it really is going to be an exciting and transformative and magical journey. It is because we're all going together. It isn't about me. It isn't about just the one person on stage. It's about we've got a collaborative thing going with the uh, entrance, the participants in the awards program. We have the mentor board, of course, with Alexandria is a part of. Plus, we have the, the entire Voices of Impact Awards team. And so it's truly a collaboration of a lot of minds, a lot of people, a lot of hearts, a lot of trained minds and, and expertise coming together to serve the world in a big way, because really the, the end result, the end beneficiary of all of this is, is the people who's going to receive the messages from the stories that are being told from stage or songs. Yeah. We haven't uh, told you, Alexandra, but we've decided to add songs to the yeah. platform because um, as a former, well, I'm still singer-songwriter, although I don't pursue it uh, professionally anymore, but I, I recognize that my, many of the stories that we tell is through songwriting. And we had recently watched, and you've probably watched this too, a movie called I Can Only Imagine, where Bart Millard, the lead singer for a band called Mercy Me, started out as a, as a Christian band, and he wrote this song called I Can Only Imagine, which just shook the world. And I mean, shook my world and just, you know, it's like, yes, we need this kind of messaging as well, right? Um, and, and, and stories have been told through songs for decades and decades. Um, so they can be very impactful too. So now we've got, you know, spoken stories and, and we get gonna get some music too. So that's exciting. Oh, I love that. I mean, as you read, music is a very big piece of my journey, big Absolutely. piece of my heart. So I love that you have song and story. I think that'll add a really unique mix to the whole, to the whole equation. Absolutely. And we're hoping that this will be, let's say you've had 100 plus concerts that you've attended and you've kept all the ticket stubs. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. 
I have like oh a cute goodness. little box of all my chicken subs. Hey, I mean, it's where some of my greatest memories have been birthed. So I want to have a little tangible piece of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. For I can see it now in future generations, three or four generations here in, into your future. One of your great, great grandchildren is going to be going, what? Grandma attended this? <laughs> They're going to the, be like, what even is a ticket stub, right? <laughs> exactly. All right. So let me get to the first question. I mean, we could just have a conversation all day long because yeah. you're just so much fun to talk to. Um, why? is I believe one of the best questions to ask anybody. Um, why do you do what you do? That's a really beautiful question. So, you know, I'll answer the question with a question that I was posed. You know, it's we've probably seen this flowing around the internet or like an Instagram quote, but when, it, when I got asked the question for the first time, you know, when it's your last day, what do you want to be remembered for? And it was just this gut punch of a response that I want to be remembered, that I held the space for people and reminded them that anything is possible. And that really, to me, is what gets me out of bed every single morning, right? The, I talk about courage. I talk about thought leadership, speaking on stage. To me, it's all in, on the soil of possibility. And I think although life is so beautiful and so amazing, it hardens us at the same time. And, you know, we get a little jaded because of our pain and all the crap that we've been through. But to me, that only propels us towards more possibility. And I just want to go around in life and my interactions, podcast interviews, conversations, and remind people, hey, this is the possibility that's still within you that you've just simply forgotten. So that's honestly the the deep, the depth of anything I do, whether it's going to concerts, right? Talk about possibility, right? Whether I'm going to concerts, whether I'm doing a session with a client, it's really on that beautiful soil of we live in the field of possibility every single day. And we are the only person that stands in the way of the possibility that's available to us in every single moment. I love that message, Alexandria. Thank you for sharing that. And it just, I mean, obviously going through your background and, and doing the research on you. And by the way, you're all over the internet. Um, just That's, so you good. Know. That's <laughs> great. That's great to hear. In, in a good way. I haven't seen the crowd surfing video of you yet, but uh, I'm sure it'll pop up with a little bit more time. But it's, it, it just, I mean, everything that you do, and since I've gotten to know you, everything that you do is in line with that message of, Everything is possible and it's only society. It's well, starting with our parents though. Our parents are the ones that really did teach us what possibility is when we're young, yeah. even though we can imagine some great things as kids, but you probably had that kind of home situation. It sounds like at those magic meatballs where um, your parents probably encouraged you, right? Your family encouraged you. So how do you get this notion at four years old that you want to be a CEO and motivational speaker? Who was in your life at that time that was encouraging you, exposing you to this possibility? Yeah, great question. So how I was exposed to possibility at such a young age is exactly that. I was so lucky and so fortunate to be in a family that encouraged me to go to the freaking moon. If that's where I wanted to go, they were behind me with everything I could need, with love, with meatballs, with more good food, and uh, just telling me to shoot for the stars. So, you know, I saw my my dad's side of my family, the, the crazy Italians, uh, love what they do and work really hard and experience abundance in their lives. 
And, um, you know, my, my rock is my dad. I'm a daddy's girl. And he took all of that and he really embedded it in me that I could be anything. I could do anything. He instilled such beautiful confidence in me, not overconfidence, but this beautiful anchored, grounded confidence in me from a very young age. So I guess four years old when it's that confidence started to just come, you know, outward and uh, start to be radiated out into the world. And, you know, I don't know if this is my parents or my dad or my family, but my friends always joke to this day. I have just been a, a woman who knows what she wants. Like even when I'm ordering food, it's like this knowingness. I'm like, I want that. I want that. So I think I just always knew what I wanted from a really young age. And I was so lucky to be planted in a very nourishing garden that could really help me blossom and get me closer to where I wanted to be as quickly as possible. How beautiful. Uh, in all fairness, though, we have to tell our audience that your, your dining out menu is pretty simple. Sushi and Snapple. Peach Snapple, as a matter of fact. Sushi right. and peach Snapple is what I eat a lot of the time and eat and drink a lot of the time. <laughs> so it's pretty simple to take you out on a date. And so oh, I know where, where to take her and I know what she's going to order. Very good. I'm a simple so. gal. I want some sushi Snapple and some deep conversations, maybe a little tunes. I'm easy to please. <laughs> and maybe an after dinner concert and we're good. Life yeah. is good. Life is good. Okay, I get that. And, and you know, kudos to your dad and, your, and to your family for giving you that support and encouragement. But most little girls, most kids, like I remember when people used to ask me what I wanted to be, I wanted to be a scientist. I was, you know, fascinated with space and the stars and science. And so that was it for me. You know, motivational speaker, right? Where does that come from? Like, were you watching Tony Robbins or Ziegler or Les Brown or, or those guys and say, I want to do that. I want to have that impact. Or, you know, like those were the rock concerts or those were the, uh, you know, the concert gurus of the inspirational self-development world, right? Oh. Motivational speaking. Why? I know. I don't even know. I don't know where motivational speaking came into the mix. I, I'd really have to like think about it of what I was consuming at that time. I do know I was always going through my mom's, uh, my nana's uh, stuff and there were cassettes and they, you know, my parents, they were, they were doing motivational stuff. So I, I betcha I got my hands into some textbooks and cassettes <laughs> and heard things, but honestly, like my, my gut answer, our speaking gift, right? Not everyone's born with the gift to speak, right? That's the beauty of humanity. We have all these different gifts. The ones, right, that were born with the gift to speak, that is an inner voice that will just like keep gnawing at you and keep reminding you that it's there. And it's likely been doing that since we were little. I, I ask this question to all my clients. I'm like, you know, how, when did you know you wanted to speak? They usually say, four years old, five years old, six years old. So I, you know, again, I, I did my little curious self, got my hands and things around my house, but I really think it was my speaking gift, just ready to come out and ready to be shared with the world. And, and I was always like playing with my little stuffed animals and talking to them and probably motivationally speaking to them. So, you know, I don't know. How do we know things as kids? I don't know. I think it's our divine connection to source and the gifts that we jump to earth with. And I think I was just so deeply connected to it at a very young age. And I thank God every single day that I have not lost that connection ever. 
Are there any videos of you by chance that perhaps your family have taken of you lining up your stuffed animals across the wall, across on top of your bed, and you standing on top of their bed and saying, you can do it. Nothing is impossible. You, bunny bear, can reach the moon. <laughs> there has to be video. I'll, I'll ask my mom. I'll see what yeah. she's got. But yeah. you, you'll love this. This uh, I did this way later in life, but... I got my right, my gut instinct when I'm getting gifts for people and people that I love is possibility. I got my little cousin a little build a bear, and you can mm. put a voice thing in it. And of mm. course, I got the custom one. I was like, I want my voice to be in there. Sure. And I said, You can do it. You can be anything, and anything is possible. And she still has it to this day. Oh, how beautiful. I know. How beautiful. Yeah. The Alexandria, you should put those on your website, the Alexandria Bear. Yeah, I write and you can like hear me saying, you can do it. <laughs> the, the possibility bear. So I take, it, oh, I, I take it that you didn't hear the word no a lot when you were growing up. Funny. No, I didn't. Yeah. I, I heard yeah. a lot of yes, go for it, do it. Don't let anything hold you back. And again, I, I count my blessings. I know not everyone uh, is as fortunate to hear those things growing up, but that's another motivating factor for me is I want to give what I had to the world. And I get to do that, you know, in huge quantities when I'm on stage. So just because we maybe didn't hear you get all that encouragement when we were younger, we can still get that as adults. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think I ever heard the word no. My dad tried to ground me once and then he like called me an hour later and laughed and we giggled and he was like, yeah, you can go do whatever you want. So, <laughs> yeah. He said, yeah, I would have punched out that kid too. Come on out. <laughs> yeah, it didn't really work. I was like, dad, I don't think you know how this really works and I don't think you really want to ground me. He's like, no, he just wanted to teach me a, a life lesson and we got to the root of it and it was, it was amazing. How oh, beautiful. How oh, beautiful. Yeah. What kind of work did your dad do? He was an entrepreneur. So okay. my, yeah, my dad's side of the family, they grew up in restaurants. My pop up, mm. he had a, a corner grocery store chain mm. in like the sixties, very successful. Then they went on to have a, a seafood restaurant and then my dad opened his, and then he also got into real estate. So he's, yeah, he's had his hands in a lot of things and talk about you know, not only hearing that verbal encouragement, but we're sponges as little kids. So it's sure. almost more important of what you're doing, uh, right? Because we're absorbing that like a sponge as a child. So not only am I hearing, go for it, do it, you can be anything, but I'm also seeing you know, something that matches what I'm hearing, right? right. Like I'm, I'm seeing my family do what they love, go after it, be bold, be courageous. So I, I really got to grow up in a incredible entrepreneurial environment where I really did see that anything was possible. And I was the creator of my entire reality. How beautiful. They must be very proud of you, your parents and your yeah, grandparents. Yeah. I get, I love you text messages like three times a day. I'm nice. like, hey, I love you. <clears throat> like I'm doing my thing. I'll get back to you. <laughs> nice, nice. What a beautiful lesson in parenting too. Do you have a, are you an only child? So it's funny, I'm my dad's only child, um, but I have a, a half little sister, which okay. is my regular sister, but I get only child vibes from one side of my family, but then I have a, you know, I get the older sibling vibe from my mom's side. So it's cool. I get like both, both sides of the coin. Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Um, so, so exciting to hear, you know, we, we hear a lot of stories of struggle and challenge um, and everyone goes through struggle and challenge, uh, but you sound like you've had 
your your life, or at least your upbringing, is quite a departure from most people I know, and certainly from my own life and experience. I certainly didn't grow up in that kind of environment. It was like the complete, complete opposite. And so it's so fun to hear someone with that perspective and how seeing you where you are today and seeing your trajectory and where you're going from here, because you're just getting started, you know, what influence your early years uh, had on where you are in your trajectory and where you're going. So it's a beautiful lesson right there for those of you that are parents and you're struggling with, you know, how much leniency should I give my child? And, and today obviously is different than it was when you were growing up, Alexandra. We didn't have, you know, the the high pressures of social media that, that uh, you know, kids and parents are dealing with today. And so it's not necessarily a different world, but it's certainly a different time. And speaking of time, that is your passion subject. That's your topic. Um, I, I loved reading about it and your take on it. And I want you to share your take here in a second. But time is one of those things that most people get it wrong. And I remember when I first started teaching as an executive coach for a company in Dallas, they would send me out to corporations and chambers of commerce to do talks to executives and and senior management about, quote unquote, time management. And in the beginning, I was like, okay, you know, yeah, I can teach this stuff. But then it started dawning on me that this is BS. There's no such thing as time management. We can't manage time. We can only manage what we do within this space, right? And so once I started teaching that, but they fired me because they say, no, that's not the curriculum. I go, well, but you're teaching the wrong thing, right? Yeah. And it was just nonsense. And so corporate America gets a lot of that, right? Where you just say, hey, let's teach our employees and executives time management and check off the box that you attended this course on time. But you know there's no such thing, and I'm so glad that you realize there's no such thing. So tell us, from your perspective, um, time, when people say, I don't have enough time, uh, you know, what are we really talking about here? Oh, this is my favorite topic. This, I is my TED- this is my TEDx talk. So if anyone feels inspired, go type in my name in YouTube, check it out. You're going to love it. This and school supplies are what we <laughs> <need to> go. <laughs> I'm a geek for school supplies. Uh, so... Steve, I love this. I love that you, you know, have your own personal experience with, wait, time is BS. And you you hit it right on the head. We can't manage time. We can't control time. We can't, we can't do anything with it. I always joke, if you ever had like a lazy stoner friend who just sits on your couch and eats all your snacks, that's time. It just sits there eating all your snacks and watching you do stuff and also watching you not do stuff. We can't control that. We can only control what we do. So this aha moment that I had, I realized that time is simply a witness. Mm. It just watches us do stuff. And it also watches us not do stuff. And we got it wrong the whole time. You know, I hear this a lot. Oh, greatness takes time. I'm like, no, it doesn't. Greatness can build and become more great over time, but it doesn't take time. So... I, you know, I, this, this philosophy was starting to be birthed through me. I really do feel like I was this, this, this vessel and this philosophy was like, I choose you, Alex. (laughs) And I realized that things don't take time in life. Things only happen over time. And it's courage that comes in like this wrecking ball, Miley Cyrus style. And it's courage that helps us do remarkable things 
in record-breaking time. When we start asking the question, what if it didn't take time? What if it could take less time, right? All it starts with is with a new question. And when we have the courage to ask a new question is when we finally start to break free of this construct of time that's been holding us back as society for way too long. And I'm sick of it. One day, someday, maybe if I was older, maybe if I was younger, right? We're just totally giving our power away to something that has no factor in us being who we want to be and doing what we want to do and doing great things in life. And I won't get too into this go watch the talk, but I talk about going to the moon in the 60s, right? If, if anyone knows anything about that incredible historical event, that was supposed to take 30 plus years or potentially never. And JFK said, NASA, you got 10 years, go. If, if the big head honcho is telling you we're going to the moon, we're going to the moon. You don't have a choice. <laughs> so the beautiful thing that NASA did is they started asking themselves new questions, right? And when we start to ask new questions, we feed our mind new thoughts, which then lead to new belief systems. And when we have a totally new belief system, right, that's when it's like our eyeballs start to open up and we were wearing foggy glasses for so long and now we can finally see. And we ended up going to the moon in nine years, which was just remarkable, a remarkable thing in record-breaking time. So time I want you to just eliminate it from your vocabulary. And it's always about asking ourselves, how could I do this in less time? You know, what, what's that next courageous action step I can do right now where I can start to astound myself at what I can do right here in the present? Beautiful, beautiful. What a great perspective and great insight. Now, how did you awaken to that? <clears throat> I know how I did it, but how did you awaken to it? You know, well, there's a specific moment. <laughs> This is actually the the origin story of this whole philosophy. And it was a moment with my business partner. We were standing at the printer and we had to go to this meeting. I was a super procrastinator at this time in my life. And I didn't do the thing that I needed to do to prep for this meeting. Hmm. And we look at the clock and I'm like, oh my God, we only have 11 minutes. Do we cancel the meeting? Wait, all the, all the things are going through my mind. What do we do? And we just look at each other. I'm like, wait, I have all the time in the world, right? It's not, I don't have enough time, right? It's, I'm just feeling not prepared. So what can I do with this 11 minutes instead of backing out, instead of making up an excuse? And I created the best damn, whatever I made, flyer, what whatever it was in 11 minutes, right? I did something remarkable in record-breaking time because I was no longer thinking in terms of time. Oh, I don't have enough time. There's no way I could do this. And I just stepped into bold, present moment, courageous action. So I always credit the printer. (laughs) The printer (laughs) moment changed my life. But, you know, even before that, I, I, and, you know, maybe it was my upbringing and maybe it was just what I was exposed to at a young age. I always said, screw time. I don't Mm. care how old I am. I don't care how long you're telling me it takes. I just never subscribed to that belief. I was always the edgy, feisty one. Mm -hmm. And I just always asked myself, how can I do what I want to do right now? And that is the the crux. That's the core question of things don't take time. They take courage. 
I love it. I love it. And thank you for sharing the backstory to that because it's important to, you know, get to the source of these beliefs and the and you know, whether it's the root of it, because things happen, right? It's things happen to trigger these thoughts and these new perspectives and these new ideas. And we're wanting our audience to wake up to these possibilities that whatever it is that they want to do, whether it's speak on our stage or to grow a new company or provide a new solution to the marketplace, that they're not limited by anything, which is why we have beautiful people like you to come on and share true real life experiences and real life stories. And then the backstories is really what supports that and say, okay, I get it. I get it. It's not just, you know, bumper sticker wisdom that she's saying, oh, you can do it, right? Nothing's impossible when the reality is that some things in fact are impossible, right? Like if you're a quadriplegic, you can't maybe shoot hoops like Michael Jordan. That might be physically impossible, but it doesn't mean that you can't participate in the game and get involved in the game and, you know, become part of the system or something so that you can enjoy that passion if that's what it is, if if that makes sense. So thank you for sharing that. And you also, it's like you were reading my notes because my very next question was, you, you're very solution-oriented and in order to find the solutions that you want to bring to the world, it starts with asking the right questions. Most people, again, get this wrong and they start looking for answers when we say, no, you got to start with the right question. And so I was going to ask what your favorite question is, but I think that you answered it. Oh, my favorite question of all time is how can I do what I want to do right now? That it hurls, it almost short circuits people's brain. (laughs) They're like, wait, right now? I'm like, right now. They're like, well, I need to do this. I need to plan for this. I'm like, nope. Nope. That's the mind games, right? The mind wants us to stay in its, its definition of safety. It wants us to stay right here where it's calculated everything and it knows what safety is. And the heart is like, let's go on a freaking roller coaster. Let's go on an adventure. So that question, I love the visceral response that I get because yeah. it quite literally hurls people into courage. The power of one question and what it can hurl us into in like that, I, I think it's just, it's remarkable. It, it blows me away every time. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Thank you for that explanation too, because our minds are, as you pointed out, we have the answers within us. It's it's yes. like, we are better than AI. We're better than Google. And if you simply ask the right questions, if you, a lot of people spend their lives saying, why is this happening to me? Which are questions, right? Why am I so poor? Why am I so ugly? Why am I single? Why am I divorce, why am I poor, right? Whatever. Those are questions, but they're not empowering questions. But if you ask your, because if you ask your mind, why am I so poor? They go, yeah, yeah, because you live in a shack. You don't have any money. You don't have a job. You don't have any clothes. You don't have friends, all these things. But if you turn that question around and ask, for example, why am I so wealthy? Now your mind opens it up to the possibilities where you're wealthy because you have your health. You're wealthy because you have at least one good friend, you're wealthy because you're alive, you're wealthy because you're breathing, you're wealthy because, and then you start seeing this list of things, right, that allow you to experience true wealth and not necessarily talking about financial wealth. So like Alexandra is suggesting, find the right question. Yes. Get that favorite question, then just keep asking and germinating it because it's like typing that question in Google. Every time you do that, you're going to get results and different results and new results and better results. So keep asking the questions. So thank you for that. Now, I love that. you in your little fairy tale world, 
in your in your little fairy fairy tale life, it seems right that things have been so super easy for you that you know you had a loving family, you had great food to eat, right? Growing up in Jersey with your parents owning restaurants and and, yeah. and your beautiful grandmother cooking this amazing Italian food, right? You had it all. You didn't have to share stuff with siblings necessarily. You know, all the toys were for you on Christmas. And so you seem to have this magical life. But I can imagine that, you know, we all have struggles. We all have challenges. And you being a woman in today's society, I know that you faced, you know, discrimination, harassment, something somewhere along the way. So what is the challenge or struggle that you've overcome um, to achieve the fair fairy tale life that you do have today. Ooh, great question. Yeah, I, I know we're talking about all the butterflies and rainbows part of all this, but yeah. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of pain in in my life. There's a lot of pain throughout my story. There's pivotal moments that have catapulted me to who I am today. Because without right the the version of me that you see now, to me, for as great as purpose and joy is, is as great as the pain is. And it's just about integration. So that, that really, you know, I, yeah, I've, I've dealt with my fair share of just all the external crap, you know, be, especially being, you know, a pretty girl and you know, all the, the cat calls and all the crap that I just choose to ignore. Um, you know, really my, my internal answer to this question of, you know, these, this pain along the way and how I've overcome it is integrating it. Right. You, you hit it perfectly, Steve. It's so easy to, to do. Woe is me. Why is this happening to me? Why did this fail? Why did this happen? Why did a global pandemic happen? The, the second I launched my business, like mm -hmm. I, my heart goes out to all you who launched a business January 2020. But to me, all the stuff you've been through, the pain, the anguish, those moments where you don't think that you can get back up and 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 fight another fight that that's the story that's the impact that's the opportunity to transform and transmute this pain i'm getting tingles just saying this transmute this into something that can heal you and can heal the world at the same time right what we're talking about with our brain is just a machine and whatever you feed it it's going to spit out a result that matches that so if we start to feed if yes we have to recognize and and sit in our pain, but not stay there, right? It's about taking that and actually we want it to be a utility in the world. Mm -hmm. And it's not woe is me. It's not this didn't happen to you. It happened for you. And then we're going to supercharge that. It's happening through you, right? It, this is all part of, I don't know whose plan, but some divine magical plan. And it's all happening for a reason or else guess what? You wouldn't have a story to share. You wouldn't be applying for Voices of Impact. You wouldn't get to hang out with really cool people like Steve and I, right? Like we're a part of this club where we've, you know, integrated this pain to then go share it with the world. So that to me has been my practice. When I want to have the woe is me victim moment, I let myself have it, but I never let myself stay there. Mm -hmm. And I ask myself, how can I transform this like a Pokemon? And how can I go share this with the world in a way that's going to heal me? And that's going to heal the world at the same time. I love it. I love it. Thank you for that explanation and for sharing it the way you did and, ex and for saying that you do allow yourself to feel the feelings, to, to experience the emotion of, of the pain or the loss or the disappointment or the quote unquote failure 
obviously we're not failures. Things fail yeah. in our lives, but it's not us. But as you point out, it's it's okay to allow yourself to experience it. When we get into trouble is when we allow ourselves to stay in it, right? And we live in it. And all of a sudden that pain, that situation, that disappointment, that failure of the event or the thing that we believe happened to us, it becomes part of our identity, right? And then we keep repeating that story. I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, this happened to me. And we do it to get love and recognition from people because some people will say, oh, poor you, come here, let me give you a hug. And that's how you get love. That's how you get hugs. That's how you get attention. But yet it's not moving you forward in life because you keep repeating that story. You keep repeating, you keep going into the same bad relationships, accepting the same bad job offers, you know, not doing the things that you want to do. And so what Alexandria is suggesting is that allow yourself to go through whatever life is, is going to hit you with because life will hit you with some stuff. It's not all fairy tales, right? There's going to be some down moments and this is what we call contrast. Those of us in photography, we need the contrast as we need the dark with the light. You need to have the dark in order to be able to appreciate the light, right? I'm so glad that you brought that up and thank you for sharing that. So that's how you've achieved your Incredible, incredible life. Purpose, uh, passion, purpose, per- no, passion, pine- purpose. Purpose, pioneers. <laughs> purpose, passion, Lots pioneers. Of these. Purple, purple people leader, passion, peaches, pioneers. <laughs> <laughs> tell, us, tell us a little bit about purpose, pioneers. Yeah. What is that about? <laughs> yeah, so that was a company that my best friend, business partner, Thomas and I, we launched. And that was five, my goodness, five years ago now. And it was a consulting firm all to go into companies and put purpose and values at the core. You know, I had experienced this side of the pendulum. Thomas had experienced this side of the pendulum of, you know, what it looks like the status quo is you either, uh, you know, don't do what you love, but make you get money, right, to pay the bills. Or you have this, you know, hobby passion project and it's never going to pay your bills. And we just didn't subscribe to that belief. We clicked the unsubscribe button. We said, no way, there's a better way, right? Asking new questions. So uh, Purpose Pioneers was birthed right in that little sweet spot of helping people align what they do to make money with what they do to experience meaning and fulfillment in their lives. And we got such incredible opportunities to bring this to teams and companies. And funny, where a new tentacle, if you will, was birthed, I was what do you know, using the stage to grow our company and speaking and doing pitches and right. That's all I knew how to do. I was like, I'm just going to use my, my God-given gift and see where this takes me. <clears throat> and I'll never forget a couple of years in, someone sent me a message on Facebook and they said, how are you doing that? How are you, how are you speaking and, and doing this amazing speaking thing? And you're growing your business at the same time. And of course, my little entrepreneur brain was like, aha, there's potential and a gap in the marketplace. So I also went on to not only help these organizations transform from the inside out, but help the leader transform from the inside out and really transform from business leader to thought leader and go be that, you know, evangelist of the message, that storyteller, that captivator, um, but do it in a way where there's a beautiful bridge between your speaking gift and your business. So it's been magical. It's been amazing. 
It has been magical. You make it sound simple. And it, <laughs> and it really is if you have the right steps, right? If you put this in and take the right action to pursue it. And that's why we're so grateful to have you on board as a resource partner, because our audience is going to just be able to learn so much from you and, and grow and benefit so much because of your guidance and leadership. So thank you for that. And I love what you said about the storytelling and also transforming the individual, the executive from the inside out, because a lot of corporations, a lot of individuals seek help on the outside, right? I got to improve my sales. I got to improve my marketing. I didn't improve my copy. My branding colors are off my wardrobe. No, it starts as Alexandra saying from the inside, because if you can transform yourself from the inside, all the rest falls into place. And ultimately it doesn't really matter because who people want to do business with is you, not your not clothes. your logos or brand <laughs> exactly. colors. <laughs> exactly, not your clothes, not your logo, brand colors. Is they want to do business with you, right? And they get to know you through the story. And so here's probably the most important question in the interview, Alexandria. The Voices of Impact Awards is we created it as a stage, as a world platform for people to share their inspiring stories. And I came to this realization that we needed this in the marketplace because. Of all the opportunities I've had, and I'm sure you've had to share your story from across the stage, I know that you always get people coming up to you at the end of the uh, your talk and saying, Alexandria, thank you so much. You, I'm so inspired. I'm motivated. I'm going to lose. I'm going to go on a diet. I'm going to start exercise. I'm going to write my book. I'm going to launch my company. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to whatever, right? All because of your inspiration and your message of possibility. So stories are obviously important. Can you share with us a story that you've used to create impact on the world? And why do you believe that story has been so mm. utilitarian, to use your word? Yes, it's true. Um, well, of course, you know, I'm going to go with the immediate, I, I share so many stories, but there's one that just is right at the forefront. And it's very relevant to, I imagine, everyone who is going to be listening to this. So this, the, one of the stories I share is about how, you know, I actually did end up getting a little disconnected from my speaking gift. When I started my business, I was speaking. And then as I was speaking and speaking and growing, I then thought and convinced myself that I needed to do other things to be successful. I started looking outward and going, Oh, well, if, how they scaled their business, how they did it, how they, I must need to do it like them. And that for the first time is when, you know, this divine connection to my God-given speaking gift started to, you know, melt away. And I will never forget, and I was just lost in the sauce. I was looking outward, thinking I had to do all these things to be successful and not following my own equation. And I'll never forget, I was sitting in my little 324 square foot studio apartment in Denver, Colorado. And I'm like, you know, solemnly looking out the window. It had bars on it. So I, I kind of felt like I was in jail. Mm. <laughs> and I just, the tears just started flowing. And all I wanted to do was get on a stage. And I didn't care how I was going to do it. And I called my business partner and I'm FaceTiming him and I'm just crying. And through the tears, all I'm saying is, I just want to speak. I don't want to build these funnels. I don't want to do another Facebook ad. I don't want to do things the way that everyone else is telling me to do it. I just want to do it in the way that feels good for me. And he said, please, 
put everything down, cancel everything in your Google calendar, screw the click funnel, no more Facebook ads, go get yourself on a stage and do what you were born to do. And I will never forget that moment. Someone that I love, that I feel so seen by and witnessed by, telling me to go do what I was born to do. And that was the the turning point. And I never, never from that moment on, let my connection to my speaking gift falter. Wow, how awesome. You you are so right, Alexandria. We get caught up because of the marketing, right? And, and, and we're told, let me, let, me, let me approach it this way. You are a educator. That's your, that's your passion. You educate. You're here to serve as a guide and mentor to the world. Yeah. But yet along comes the marketplace and tells us, well, in order for you to get your message out, you got to have a funnel. You got to have a process. You got to have this, this, that, or the other. And all of a sudden, we have to take our hats off from what our core passion and talent truly is to become something else, right? Because we don't necessarily have the money to hire the Russell Brunsons of the world to, you know, build out these funnels for us necessarily. But we're being told and inundated with these ads and messages that you got to have it, you got to have it, you got to have it. And so for that reason, a lot of people and a lot of people that are coming to the Voices of Impact Awards are saying, well, you know, I've been wanting to do this, but I don't have this, 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 that, or the other. And as we said in the beginning of the show, you don't need resources or money or connections or to be an influencer or to have a list of 10,000 followers on Instagram. We don't care about that. As Alexandra just told you, just go do what you were meant to do in this world find a place to do it and you can find so many places to do it local chamber of commerce a local chain uh, a local charity organization a local school um you'll find it it doesn't have to be the big tony robbins stages of the world you'll get there eventually but start somewhere and start on your own social media feeds right St- create your own platform if it doesn't exist that's why we created the, one of the reasons we created the uh, Voices of Impact Awards because the platform didn't exist. So I thought, hmm, I'm going to create my own. I remember when I was a musician in Los Angeles and I wouldn't get hired to perform in clubs. And so I would rent out the clubs and produce my own concerts. That's how you do it. So thank you, Alexandra, for being with us today. Thank you for your, just your heart and soul that I, you know, I came across like just yeah. in, in, avalanches speaking of being from colorado right you just avalanched um your energy your heart and your soul and your passion and love for helping people and we so appreciate number one that you exist out there in the world in the marketplace that you're serving the the marketplace but more even more so that you're a part of the voices of impact awards where you um are going to get to guide and train many of the people that are coming through our platform um, throughout the year. This isn't a one-off event, ladies and gentlemen. So if you have been through something, you've been through a challenge, you have a struggle, and you've experienced a learning moment from it, right? A valuable lesson that you feel can teach and inspire others. We welcome you to our stage for you to share your story and let us bring out the hero in you work with partners like Alexandria, who's going to teach you how to find that messaging, how to um, grow within that story and how to step out with courage and boldly into the world for you to shine your light, because that's what you're here to do. We're all here to shine a light. Some of us are still looking for the batteries, right? <laughs> but 
you got to start shining your light. Okay, Alexandria, before I let you go, as a mentor in the Voices of Impact Awards, you're giving the participants in the awards, actually, you're giving anyone to come to the website a free gift, and then the participants get a complimentary training from, from you. Can you tell us about that? Yes. So my two freebies for anyone that goes to the site are two really great mini courses I put together. One is all about booking stages, right? Everyone who comes to me is like, I want to get on stages. So this is just going to walk you through uh, how you can start looking for stages that are right in your backyard. And just like Steve was saying, get out there and just do it, right? Stop looking for the batteries. You got to be reminded the batteries are already in there. They've never left and get that message on an aligned stage. Uh, we didn't get to talk about this, but I not only am a TEDx speaker, but uh, I have helped people get on the TEDx stage. I'm also a TEDx speaker director for a chapter. So I put together a little become a TEDx speaker mini course for you. So if that's on your vision board, which I bet for some of you it is, I know for me, I like I cut out a picture of me and glued it to the big red dot and put it on my vision board. So if that's anything like you, uh, check that out. It's going to be an incredible uh, overview of the process. And then, of course, for anyone who registers and is a part of Voices of Impact, one of my signature courses, it's called Craft a Talk That Sells which is all about how to construct your words and message and talk in a way that you're not just going to speak to speak, you're going to speak to move. That really is my magic. I always call myself the word wizard of how do we really push the edges of communication and language and speak in a way that inspires people to action right there in the moment. So if you've been, you know, maybe writing out your talk and crumpling it up and throwing it in the trash multiple times, it's going to give you a really incredible and proven framework uh, to get up and deliver a kick-ass keynote at your next stage. Outstanding, outstanding. Yeah. That's so exciting. I'm I'm so, mm, I want to join the Voices of Impact Awards so that I can get those freebies. Yeah. Yeah, they're so <laughs> powerful. And ladies and gentlemen, you've listened in, in, or if you're listening to the podcast, the MP3, the podcast version of this, or you're watching this video, you've seen the magic. I mean, a lot of people talk the talk. No, a lot of people say that they can do certain things. Um, but Alexandria has shown you she didn't come here and say, I'm this and this and that or the other. She actually showed, uh, demonstrated through her own words, through her passion, through her heart, through her energy, that she indeed can help people move the world through their communications, through their words. And I'll let you in on another little secret. She's building her own dictionary because she loves to make up her own phrases and words. So look out, put aside the Merriam-Webster's dictionary that you've been using for years, and now be on the lookout for the Alexandria Agresta Modern World <laughs> Dictionary. I think that everyone should have one on the, on the reference desk. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, please go to Voices of Impact Awards. And if you know anybody who's a songwriter or who has a story that they've been dying to share and they've been talking about it and saying, one day, one day, one day, as Alexandria pointed, out, hey, you're playing with time and you don't need to do that because time is merely the space that we have for you to do things and there's no reason why you can't do the things you want to do now, today. And all it takes is some courage, as she pointed out, encouragement, meaning say, screw it, let's do it. I'm going to get it done, right? I'm just going to do it. It doesn't matter that I don't have the education, the money, or you know, the background or experience. I'm just going to do it and we're giving you the perfect stage for you to come share that song of the story. So go to Voices of Impact Awards, voiawards.com, register to become one of our storytellers, and then you can 
meet and work with Alexandra one-on-one, which she would just love to do with you, as you can see. Friend, thank you so much for your time. This has been just such a beautiful experience, such a learning experience, such a joyful experience for me to interview you and get to know you a little bit better and to bring you to our global audience. And we're going to have you back on the show again uh, because there's just so many things, other things that we can deep dive and we can even do a workshop with you as we move closer and closer to the awards um, to get people prepared and, and ready and excited. So thank you again, Alexandria, for your time. We truly appreciate you. Any parting words for our audience? Man, there were so many good nuggets. I feel like we need to have our own dictionary for this episode. But I just, again, thank you. Thank you for being a great interviewer. You asked such great questions that pulled out just magic within me that we get to share with those listening. So thank you. Uh, and my, my final words are, you know, ask yourself that question. How can I do what I want to do and be who I want to be today? And just sit in whatever comes through. And if that, you know, I want to share my story. I want to be this person of influence. If that's what keeps coming through, my goodness, you have a community, a leader that loves you, that cares for you, that's putting on one hell of an experience for you. Uh, So don't snooze, don't snooze on what you are made to do. Absolutely. Thank you for those words. Goodness said it. It's just beautiful. The way that you language things, the way that you deliver messages is just absolutely outstanding. And you're the perfect example for us at the Voices of Impact Awards of what we should all aspire to want to be and communicate like. So thank you for that, Alexandria, for how you show up. And uh, again, for your contribution to the world. We appreciate you. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for your time and attention. We look forward to experiencing your song or story on Voices of Impact Awards, which is happening September 23, 2023, here in Denver, Colorado. Details to come soon. And uh, you're, gonna, you're not going to want to miss it. You are not going to want to miss it. I promise. All right. Thank you, Alexandria. We'll talk to you soon.